Don't even worry <laughs> about it. I don't know about anybody else, but I spent all that time looking at Lisa's picture that she posted on Facebook. Oh. Oh, the you goth. Know, that yeah. and, you know, doing a little bit of this. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, she posted it and I commented on Instagram and was like, don't get it twisted. She's mine. <laughs> Out. It's true. Westward ho, son. Westward ho. It says, she, she captioned it professional goth and all I could think was, since when does goth mean freaking hot and tot? You know? <laughs> Welcome to that episode was. We are Popsicle. In this episode, we'll be offering opinions and reactions to The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 8, Alloyed. The series was developed by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. This episode was written by Jennifer Hutchinson, J.D. Payne, and Patrick McKay. It was directed by Wayne Che Yip. Hi, everybody. We've reached the end of this series um, of conversations and the series itself up and down all over the place uh, with my fellow co-hosts here with me once again. Um, uh, we've got uh, Claire, Claire Thorne. Hi, Claire. Hi, Philip. The owner of maps and, and knower of geography of the great lands of <laughs> Middle Earth. It's big. It requires a lot of walking. <laughs> it does. Except for in this show, but that's yeah. okay. We'll let that, it go. That, is, that is one of the things, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got Lisa K. Weber. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Hello. It goes well. Good, good. I'm I'm curious <laughs> to hear your... I'm curious to everybody's thoughts, but I am curious to hear your thoughts on this last episode, for sure. Um, and uh, I think we're all a little curious about Kelly Sue, because she gave a pronouncement beforehand. But she was also <laughs> correct about a big reveal early on in the series i have to say so kudos to her um hi kelly sue <laughs> she, she and my son my son spent about 45 minutes last night lording it over <laughs> my husband and i Amazing. i told you i told you so <laughs> and uh justin peniston hi there justin hi i would just like to yeah. add that i also got a not from a son but from a wife I told you so about the reveal <laughs> in the episode. So amazing, you know, amazing. And, and yeah. I called it. I called it. You know. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly Sue had me convinced with her uh, film, filmography, uh, cinematography argument during that one conversation. How it was shot. I was like, oh, that's really. I think you got it, Kesu. She's had. She had me convinced at that point we, as well. We've so. already accepted. Mm -hmm. the, look, if you're listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. We're gonna spoil shit. So yeah. why don't we just get on in and say exactly yeah. what we're talking about? So that oh yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, we all know who Sauron is now, and that's uh, yeah. And Casey was right. Uh, and Casey was right from yep. the get. She said yep. right when he showed up that Sauron, and yep. I was like, nobody else is super sexy on this show except <laughs> this guy. I know. I was like, and I know y'all were talking about how like Sauron has to be like you know hot yeah. and i was like this is the only besides aaron deer who's clearly not sauron mm -hmm. um i was like this is the only other contender for hot <laughs> <laughs> you guys just aren't feeling my ellen deal vibe like, like i'm say, feeling ellen, ellen deal and i know he's not hot sorry justin go ahead no, mm -hmm. oh, I was just saying what you said. He was just apparently Elendil is quite the thirst trap. That's I, I was merely underscoring <laughs> your point. It is that sort of uh, gruff looking, leathery kind of uh, what's his name? Um, blonde haired actor. Uh, he's older now. He's in the MCU uh, for a while there. 
uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Help me. Why Robert can't I think Red of his no, name? Robert, Robert Redford. 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 He's got that sort of. He's got that sort of Robert Redford. You know, uh, aged Warren, weathered look about him, which I. Sweetie, I'll like. let you know when someone has Robert Redford going on in 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 evening. Oh, thank you, Robert, Claire. Sweetie. Yeah, sweetie. Fantastic. Oh God, I love that. <laughs> Robert Redford. Robert Redford is not showing up in the rings. <laughs> oh no, he's not. No, no. Um, but uh, let's start officially start the conversation. Um, and I will start by saying I did love this episode. Um, I felt it had a confidence about it that wasn't there throughout a lot of you know it was on and off throughout the episodes. But this one, I felt like I had it from top to bottom, like this confidence about it with plot elements sort of stop being a, a checklist of things which I felt like some of the episodes were in previous, uh, like episode five, I think it was before the explosion episode felt like a checklist of plot points they had to get to. Um, and I didn't feel that with this. I felt like we were simply allowed to exist with the characters. Uh, I felt like um, there, there was a more of a focus on, on, on just these like two very tangible stories and, and just kind of following their separate, like, final moments you know in the arcs and they left behind a lot of the other storylines just to kind of really focus um which i really liked uh and i have to say from the moment the three witches proclaimed the strangers lord Sauron, i thought uh okay you're wrong and you're totally fucked and i was so excited like com <laughs> coming into this episode that just revved me up for some reason um and the excitement just carried on you know through the the nori stranger storyline until the very end and i I really felt like the heart and spirit of the Harfoots in this finale. Like I, I really feel like Nori was set up as kind of the hero going forward um, in, in a way that none of the other characters really were. Um, so I, I do want to start with that side of the story, focusing on this episode, um, how we feel about the Harfoots uh, and their sort of um, what they represent to you guys, I guess, and, and this, this episode and, and the stranger uh, who may or may not be still one or the other, uh, you know, Gandalf or Sauron, but I find either uh, approach interesting. Anyway, uh, who'd like to jump in first? Do we have a... Justin? You're, You're on, on mute. mute. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, uh, so when they first started promoting this show and things were starting to come out about it, my biggest fear and concern about it was I'm not hearing anything about hobbits. I'm not hearing anything about, you know, um, because this, if you don't have hobbits, you don't have Tolkien, period, paragraph, the end. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, the hobbits are our access point. They are the ordinary people doing extraordinary things in extraordinary circumstances and they are they're there for us to relate to and to feel with and to feel fear with you know um and then we get to the first episode and we're introduced to nori and poppy and i was thinking okay they're not going to fuck this up and then they proceeded to not keep nori and poppy at the center of the story and so then I was like, hmm, they're fucking this up. <laughs> um, now, now that Nori is leaving with the stranger who they at least really want us to think is Gandalf, um, I feel like, okay, maybe this can be what it's supposed to be, you know? where Nori can be the person through whom we see all of these extraordinary things. I wish Nori had been centered from the very beginning. I really, mm -hmm. really loved not just Horde, but the rest of Nori, but the rest of the Harfoots as well. Like them deciding to take action. Um, I sadly saw Sadok's death coming, you know, mm -hmm. a mile away. Mm -hmm. I was concerned that uh, her mom was going to buy it too. I was like, they're gonna kill two black hobbits right in front of my goddamn face, <laughs> you know? Right? But you know, but no, they only killed one. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, 
I, I liked that a lot. And because it was the call to adventure. It was really, you know, and it was Nori stopping resisting it and picking up and saying, okay, I'm going on to the adventure. And I have to echo, I, I feel even more strongly now what Lisa said after the last couple episodes, which is this is what should have been the start of the season. You know, what what we got here should have had how episode two or three ended, not how the season ended, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, are you kidding me? Those witches were badass. Oh, dude. They were badass. Dude, I I have one of my hot takes, which I'll sort of throw out now, is like they were like a remnant of the sort of nightmare fantasy films from the 80s. Those like moments when you were a kid watching fantasy movies from the 80s were just like, oh shit, that's terrifying. That's how I yeah. felt about those witches they during were this episode. That was that was some good shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they uh, were. Yeah. And I um yeah, I definitely liked I liked them and I, I agree with everything you're saying about like, you know, centering the Harfoots, particularly Nori. Um, because yeah, it's like you could see it from the beginning that that's what they were setting Nori up for. And I also agree that it's like, why did we wait until the tail end of the season to actually center her? when we all wanted her to be at the center from the very beginning like why make us wait eight whole episodes for it to finally happen um and um yeah there's like uh there's a there's a sweet respite in the hobbits in the harfoots where um it's kind of like how i feel about um fiddler's green and the sandman it's like everything's so dark and everything's so serious and high stakes. And I just, I need, I need someone or someone's to just be the light, you know? And that's definitely like, that's definitely what they are here. And, um, you know, I was like, there are times where I'm like, you know, my cynical side comes out and I'm like, that's hokey. <laughs> You know? <laughs> like them throwing rocks to distract the witches or whatever i was like i, but I, I was love like, that shit <laughs> no but it's like yeah it's like mm -hmm. like i said it was like my cynical side coming out to be like well i mean but at the same time i was like but this is like there's no other solution here this is how it has to happen this is kind of like mm -hmm. it's a necessary thing that we have to see um, yeah. that they're that they're doing this right now that they're like putting themselves into this conflict right now for their friend you know um and so I so I mean in the end I was just I was very won over by that stuff and like when the stranger like turns the witches into like skeleton ghost moths in the end I was like that was rad mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I liked to see that. <laughs> and yeah, then to say nothing of like Nori's whole kind of like goodbye sequence, like Ugh. talking to like, like every person that was like so important to her that mm -hmm. is like, you know, saying goodbye to her. And, and then of course the poppy one was just like, oh, come on. It was great. That was, that was, mm -hmm. that was, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Claire yeah that was it was that was all delightful um I was amused at how quickly we went from stranger who can barely say one word or doesn't say any words at all to stranger who suddenly has homilies to to share um that was <laughs> Not, I, I it just was. I, I thought it. that he, I thought it was because he took the staff and the staff was like, because she was like approaching him to be like, oh, with the staff, I'll mm -hmm. make you remember. And so I kind mm -hmm. of thought that when he did take the staff, that gave him some knowledge. Yeah, of, but I don't yeah. know why a staff that, that this witch clearly thought would make Sauron remember would work on a not Sauron. But I mean, I have a lot of, there are a lot of holes for me. Um, some that concern me more than others, and we'll get to that in the next part of the discussion. But yes, I, I echo the love for the witches. They were 
absolutely like the level of intrigue and style and just everything I want out of a baddie in this universe right like it's just and the and the 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 effects the visual effects the fire um I loved all of that I loved all of that scene to the extent that I was frankly rather ticked off that they got rid of them so quickly Mm -hmm. because part of my problem and we'll I'll go into this in more depth when we get to that part of the conversation but part of my problem with the Hal brand equals Sauron is that I am very underwhelmed by the feel and the tone and the impact of him period and I don't know how I can't quite reconcile where they're going in this story with the fact that they revealed him at this point of the 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 storyline this point of the rings creation etc that that it, well galadriel knows anyway um <laughs> <laughs> so i wish we still had that element i'm i think i'm very grateful that we apparently still have adar you know may, perhaps in the story as well he was giving me a lot of really great vibes um as well i just was really um, I really like his character and what they're doing there. Um, yeah. And like Justin said, it's not Tolkien without hobbits or their ancestors. And to see, I think more importantly for me was just to see their community come back together and start to uh, not be Uh, you know, a group of selfish kinds of, you know, the the kind of selfishness that was being depicted for a little bit there in the middle of the story was a little bothering to me as well. Um, Even though I understand that there are a lot of like really annoying hobbits (laughs) that are just out for themselves. I get that, but I also just want to see like, you know, them protecting and, and being there for each other, like a family. So it was good to see those moments come back together so yeah Yeah. that part of the story going into a season two if i were just watching that part of the story i'm there a thousand percent we'll talk about the other parts of the story i i i just want to jump in and be like i i feel you with the getting rid of the witches that quickly which is why I was like I mean so they turned into like skeleton ghost moths does that mean that they can't come back I mean it's all magic yeah I I'm like I don't know I think we're at least seeing the lead one again I she's she's one of the best casting choices in the series so to Mm -hmm. let her go like that it would be quite sad I'm like I I don't know I have a feeling that she'll pop up again. it would be a shame to lose her completely for sure yeah uh, the design of the you know the skeletal you know ghost mods mm-hmm. um excuse me was so reminiscent of you know the wraiths the mm-hmm. ring wraiths yeah. as we saw them yeah. in whenever Frodo had the ring on yeah that i yeah. thought hmm, we're gonna see them again that's yeah. i, I yeah. felt that, that they that was, were I, I they were full-on wraiths you know right at the very beginning of that that visual sequence which was phenomenal that was yeah. pretty cool but again i those characters all of them at least and i get we haven't seen much of sauron but i'm way more scared of those three witches than I am about the idea of Sauron at, the, at this moment in the story. Okay, Sue, uh, hop over to you here. Um, your thoughts and feelings on the uh, Nori storyline and, and all of these other things being said. Um, I agree with pretty much everything that everybody has said already. I think the reason that I loved this episode, um, not just more than the episodes that we've seen throughout the series, but actually because I just found myself really enjoying this episode of television. Um, I think it was because of the Harfoot storyline. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Um, Nori and Poppy have been like my, they've been the light in the darkness 
through this entire series. Um, I totally agree that that should have been the larger, I mean, I know it's impossible to have like an A, B, and C story in a show this massive with this many characters, but I, it would have been so powerful if that would have been the focus. And I think it would have given, um, the other elements of the story would have felt much more kind of earned and made more sense if they were branching off of the experience that the Harfoots were having. Um, but all of that being said, I loved the sequence with the witches and the stranger. Oh my God, that was incredible. Ooh, I wanted him to say, you shall not pass. <laughs> like, I know he wouldn't pass, <laughs> but it was giving me the vibe with the staff and all the shiny mm -hmm. light and mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, the All of the moments like um, Sadik's passing, the sunrise and him acknowledging Poppy and Nori in that way felt so beautiful and lovely. And my heart hurt for Poppy because she's lost so much family. And mm -hmm. that yeah. was like, oh God. I cried. I cried. I totally yeah. cried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it made everything else going on um, feel urgent in a way that I just hadn't felt it um, up until this episode. Um, so, yay. <laughs> you know, yay! We've been highly critical of this show, you know, the whole time, and. Um, we all were like, okay, let's stick with it. Let's have some mm -hmm. faith. Let's do, let's try, let's really try. And so to have had a, a finale episode like this, holes and all um, be stronger than the rest of the show is like, okay, all right. I'm going to change my tune a little bit. Great job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's, there's something interesting that I, I found happening with this final episode mm -hmm. is that yeah, I, we, I mean, we all obviously had difficulty with this, like several storylines uh, as, mm -hmm. as they went along. And I found myself, you know, with these last two episodes, especially, and especially this one, um, my brain sort of was able to draw the necessary things from all the other episodes that it needed that, that made these episodes work. Um, yeah. Like, I didn't remember, while I was watching this, I didn't remember, like, you know, maybe bad plotting decisions or moments where character stuff felt kind of forced or they were like uh, uh, maybe a little too obvious, like with, uh, uh, you know, Nori getting iced by the stranger just so she could, you know, the next episode, obviously we all knew she was going to be like trepidatious around them. You know, the elements like that, I, I found myself while watching this episode being very in the moment and my my brain and my emotions were kind of just pulling because they they left us a smorgasbord of story stuff like this season like there's just like you know pick and choose what you like and what you don't like kind of feel to it um <laughs> and i found like the good stuff stuck uh coming mm -hmm. into this finale uh which was interesting um I don't, I don't know why exactly that is it just was done pretty well but um ro rolling into the next uh, element here the the next major element of this episode was uh galadriel um and uh something i something you said lisa a few episodes ago that kind of made me look at her a different way was you said something uh, along the lines of she's like the villain of this and, I, and and i kind of like uh and she's certainly not the hero of this story like we kind of see where she's at now and like she just went through like uh almost a biblical temptation of Christ kind of thing here. And I, I feel like she kind of lost. Um, I feel like, and, and that was really intriguing to me. And so looking at it with where it's at now um, and what kind of character she is and what, where she had to be as a character to sort of kind of give into that temptation, um, something she probably knew was a bad idea. Uh when How do you, you say when you say that? Yeah, are you saying that you think that making the rings was the bad idea? Yeah, I think I think ultimately listening to Sauron, who she, somebody she knew who was Sauron, who she saw as manipulating what was going on here. I think, yeah, I think a hero. If Nori had been the one to see that happening, she probably would have been like, "Whoa, stop the rings! This is a bad idea." But I feel like Galadriel, I don't think she's a villain, but I also don't see her as a hero at this point. 
I think she's yeah. somewhere muddled in between all that. And yeah, I think I'm agree. I agree with you. I think she's like totally, um, she's, she's not, she's undecided mm -hmm. because like when the rings do get made in the end, she's all like, oh, they must stay with the elves. No one else can be trusted with these. Like it's that same kind of like, we're going to create this power and we're going to own it. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's not really heroic. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that's no, please yeah. jump in. This is the time to jump in. Well, and even less so, I mean, what bothered me more than going ahead with the forging of those rings, which my hot take for this whole thing is that those rings look like they were purchased at like a Claire's boutique or something, but <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I I would also like to say thank you for saying that. I yeah. mean, uh, anyway. yeah. two of them look like the class rings from my high school. Yeah, <laughs> not the ring. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm was more upset by even just the decision to go. Oh, okay. Let's let's move. Let's plow ahead with this plan that is clearly had been manipulated and you know was being manipulated by this thing that i hate so much um but her not saying to anyone they're sauron yeah yeah and that and was really weird because that's is, really fucking shady and i mean like i can i can certainly maybe agree that like i can see it where it's like she she's maybe feeling shame for being yeah. done and doesn't want to admit, especially if she's going to be like power hungry like this, like then they're not going to give her any, or she's afraid yeah. that they're not going to give her any, and she'll be like powerless and she won't be able to like do the thing she wants to do. Um, so she's hiding it and yeah, sorry again, hey, like I, I can, I know. can go along with a Galadriel that is in the short term seeking power and is revengeful but i can't go along with a galadriel that is deceitful in the face of this particular element of of knowledge and it, about things that would harm people who are around, around her immediately mm -hmm. i i just I don't, and then part of it is like, I'm, I'm trying to see how I get through this show and can map this experience with this show back to my experience with the films. And I know that's a bit unfair because these are not people who are responsible for adhering to things that happen in the film or those characters. But inevitably that's where my head is going to, this is all going to occupy in my head. Um, and I can't, I can't quite see how the show gets Galadriel to a place where she can then be handed off to the Galadriel we see in Fellowship of the Ring. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm torn. I, I will say the, I, I agree that this episode in terms of like how the show was put together, how it was written, what we, the storylines that we got to see were by and large satisfying although i kelly i was thinking while they were just like oh let's do the rings right now and then we get like a five minute sequence and boom we have rings and i was thinking like oh my god kelly see we've waited the whole freaking episode and then woo it's like a drive-through like we ordered them at mcdonald's and then they're here and i'm like okay that <laughs> It just those rings you've been asking for. <laughs> it just it ended up feeling flat, and I think that's again part of my. It's just a dissonant. It's it's dissonant with the way I think of Lord of the Rings and these characters. Mm -hmm. Is that this ended up feeling very non magical, mm -hmm. and for Sauron's input to be, hey, maybe do less <laughs> it's like what was that like he's supposed to be like infusing his essence into this and i know we've got more rings to go right like yeah. but it just was like uh no i 
think that um, I would really love, actually, I'm not going to say I would really love like it's something that's possible, but I wish that I could talk to some of the people breaking the story for this show and the way that they built the scenes and what those conversations were like. Because something I noticed, and it was evident in this episode as well, is like there, there are these big setups for things that are like, this is enormously challenging, but then it's solved like that. So there's this long drawn out thing where this is really hard, this is really hard, this is really hard. Oh, but now it's just fixed. That's interesting to me. Um, also the whole, I, and I, I, I don't know why I couldn't separate the two because they aren't similar in really any way, I guess, maybe in one way. Um, the whole situation with Celebrimbor and the Smithery was giving me so hard the Dellen Skarsgård under the influence of Loki. <laughs> like, it was, I, like, that is all I could think about. But when they would go... And obviously how brand is Loki in this equation. Um, I couldn't separate it in my head. I don't know why. Um, I agree with everything everybody has said about um, the sort of murkiness of Galadriel's arc. What she wants is unclear to me. Uh, therefore, the ways that she goes about getting that are unclear to me. Um, I really am like, I don't actually know what she wants at the end of this season. Maybe that was what they were going for. Um, and that makes it hard to kind of connect with her. Um, I, I mean, listen, when Halbrand was like, my name is Sauron, I was like, yeah, <laughs> all right. Nailed it. Yep. Way to go, Kelly Sue. <laughs> Even though I, you know, I was talking to a handful of other people and they were like, oh yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, well. You, you so know, I, so. I would have been, but, um, I I been okay that, with this. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kelly Sue. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. That, that's all right. I, I, the one thing that was, that didn't land for me in that whole exchange. And I thought the whole situation was really the way that he like puts her into this dimension of like you know that was really cool mm -hmm. um but then he's like you know be my queen and stand at my side and then says something like this is you know we can have power we can rule and she's what does she say she's like she I says the stuff from the fellowship of the ring she says right, exactly you know you know you could set me up you know i shall be blah 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 terrible as the sea you know blah 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 yeah and then it's yeah, about there was something about like uh, ruling. Yeah, and he was like, "There's no difference." Oh, right, peace. Yeah. I it see was no like Something yeah. about creating peace versus and ruling, ruling over people, people. and and yeah. he was like, "They're the same thing," and that yeah. was her kind of breaking point. And she's whatever. like, "That's why I'll never be X." And I was like, "Right, that's why." That's kind of what you're doing, though, a little bit. Yeah, which is why it was confusing to me. And I think that if I, that's my ultimate want. And what I would want for season two is like, I want to know what she wants at this point. What is she fighting for? You know, um, that's, I think what we, that was the topic we were talking about, right? I just want to make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> We're just talking about this yeah. side absolutely, of the yeah. story arc, I yeah, think. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I actually wrote in my notes, I'm like, I have, I have gained no real insight into Galadriel's character during this entire season. Like I, mm -hmm. like you, like the execs, I wrote it in my notes. Like I have no idea who she is like yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah as a yeah. being like i don't know what i know that like we she she keeps saying she's she's driven by her brother's death but mm -hmm. i i don't feel that i don't feel that that's the reason and mm -hmm. but i'm also not getting any hints of like what the actual thing is you know mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm just, just in, in, uh, if just, I if I 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say oh. if I if I had more confidence that they would progress her with like a natural character motivation driven storyline to a place where we get that that reveal in an organic way, this would might be okay, but they just I have a feeling they're going to bring her to a place where they just suddenly flip a switch and she's a different thing. Mm. And she's been that way the whole time. You know what I mean? Like just that kind of like manipulative narrative anyway justin yeah justin sorry um first of all i think i come from a different place than most of the rest of you when it comes to galadriel insofar as to me as presented in the lord of the rings films galadriel is she is not a friend she is an ally Mm -hmm. and by that i mean she is perilous you know, her realm was cut off from the, everyone else, you know, and that's how she wanted it. You know, she was not trying to reach out to the world. She was, she wasn't so much a friend of the fellowship as she was an enemy of Sauron, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, you know, strange bedfellows at that point. Um, and she's in the books, especially, she's always described as perilous, you know what I mean? As dangerous. Uh, <clears throat> But she bewitches the fellowship, you know, which is within her power. You know what I mean? She 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 sort of seduces them and they leave. And it's not to say that she's evil, only that she's dangerous. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, they are arcing Galadriel in that direction. And I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. What I'm not comfortable with is her being the fucking main character of the story. Yeah. You know, if that's who she is, she should not be the hero. She should not yeah. be set up as the hero. Um, so my issue is less that I don't know what she wants because I don't think I'm supposed to know what she wants. I think mm-hmm. she's supposed to be a little mysterious, a little ineffable, mm-hmm. a little, you know, a little above it all. You know, I don't mind that she's flawed because she's going to be, you know, but why are we following her? And this brings us back to this brings us back to my point in the first question. Why isn't Nori the center of this fucking story? Yeah. You know, and we know what Nori wants. Nori wants to be more than just a Harfoot. It's as simple as that. Do you know what I'm saying? She wants to be more than she is. That's a great, clean, fucking primal character motivation. You know what I mean? And so It seems so fucking simple to me. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it seems so fucking simple to me that it frustrates me that they're getting this wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like yes, Galadriel should be a part of the story, but she should be an obstacle and a sometime ally. She should not yeah. be the person we follow, you know? And honestly, yeah. Justin, I think that's 100,000 percent. Yes. yes, I think that's yes. exactly what like that's exactly why the rest of us are like we're so we want to know what the deal is with Gedladriel because they have centered her in the story. Yeah. And to center her and then not know what to do with her because that's what it starts to feel like. It starts to feel like even the showrunners don't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, so I'm I'm over here trying to fill in blanks for them. <laughs> You know what I mean? She's, she's not meant to be this knowable. Do you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, that's and that's the direction. She's meant to be this magical figure that you can read into what you need to take from her. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're stripping me of in this mm-hmm. with this character in the show. And I Thank you, Justin, for saying all of that because it just kind of helped me fine tune exactly what it is about their character, her character that is is being tarnished for me in this way. Yes, it's there. You know, it's certain characters are meant to be cool, but not knowable, not the main character. Right. You know, they're supposed to have an air of mystery. Electra from Daredevil is a great example of that. She should never have been a main character. You know and she lost something when they made her one you know but when she was you know this amazing cool mysterious not fully trustworthy side character she was fucking amazing and galadriel 
we never get you know too deep into what Galadriel's deal is in the Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? We know she's against Sauron, which everyone else is. You know? <laughs> can you can you I, imagine? I can't imagine how much I would have been intrigued with Halbrand Halbrand's character if he had originally hooked up with Nori somehow hmm. and been interacting with her. I, I it's See, funny. That's I, was why thinking, I thought. I thought like in the very first episode or the first two episodes when the stranger showed up, I was like, is this Sauron? Because that would be really interesting if it was like to have Sauron kind of be taken in by these like sweet hobbits and then still become Sauron. I was like, that could be really interesting. And I mean, like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't buy for a second, obviously, like when the witches were like, you're Sauron. I was like, no, he's not. I was so in Kelly Sue's camp of Halbrand is Sauron and the stranger is Gandalf that I was like, no, they're faking us out. Come on. Um, But I did think that that would be interesting. Like in the beginning of the series, before I like knew, I thought it would be interesting if Sauron had ended up somehow in the Hobbit arc. I I do have to say in the first three episodes, of this season, I was 100% sure Halbrand was not Sauron. 100% sure. I thought he might end up being a Lord of the Nazgul. I think I said that in the podcast earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but he yeah. would be a man who would, he just feels yes. so much like a man that it's hard to put Sauron and him it, together it, in my he, head because it's not a perfect fit for me either. Still, yeah. See, this know? is, this is the thing is that Sauron isn't becoming Sauron in this story. He's already been Sauron for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. He's already like learned his craft. So this character needs to feel <laughs> more, more. We've got a reaction from Kelly Sue. And I'm curious. Yeah, what was that? I feel like Sauron is like, I'm going to come back as this rustic human man and i'm sort of like i get that like if you really wanted no one to see it coming you really nailed it because he's a Mm -hmm. rustic human man who's also like average And yeah. and like he's in a like shitty situation, or he, we discover him in a shitty or... situation. Like, yeah. why a Sauron on a raft in the middle of the ocean? Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, like, and I mean, Nobody sorry if this coming. Yeah, sorry <laughs> if this like takes us off track. Please. But as someone who has not read Lord of the Rings and only knows the movies. I am so confused about who is who and when stuff happened and what <laughs> happened. <laughs> I'm like, they're like, okay, so Morgoth was this big evil yes. entity. Yeah, like yeah. more of a was godlike a, figure. A godlike so figure. It's, it's, he's and basically Sauron, an archangel. Oh, okay. Yes. So and then Sauron was kind of like right hand man to a lesser angel Morgoth. Yes. Yes. And but Sauron, what is Sauron? Like what is he? Like what is he also a godlike being? Is yes, he... he's he's one of the Maiar. And the Maiar are like lesser versions of the Valar. They refer to the Valar several times in the show. And the Valar okay. are essentially there's something between archangels and the Greek gods. Oh, okay. okay. And that's what that's kind of where Sauron is. Yes. Sau- well, Sauron okay. is like one of their like lesser versions. The okay. like the Valar are Morgoth was a Valar. And okay. Sauron so, is one of the Maya. So Sauron's kind of like, you know, high level demon. Yes. Um so, so Sauron is like Maui, a demigod. <laughs> so then, like, so there was this big war where Morgoth was like, I'm gonna eat Middle Earth or whatever. And um Sauron is my trusted general or whatever in this endeavor morgoth gets killed somehow right because morgoth is dead at this point mm-hmm. I, I i don't know if he's dead or just beaten but yeah he's gone okay he's, off the, he's out then, of the picture entirely. so then sal but then everyone was like okay morgoth's gone but we still got to deal with this sauron guy not yeah and yeah. so how so like 
so after Morgoth was defeated, what happened to Sauron? <laughs> so, well, we don't we don't know exactly, but then Sauron does show up as, and he has an elven name. He he's an elvish in appearance, and he. I see. This is what I. The story would work better for me if if Sauron showed up and was like a, a little finger, you know, in the court. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. okay, more and, high and powered, smarter, and and and, and more charming, yeah. and just like you know, and then gradually over time, you know, um, influences where the elf, what the elves are doing, and making the rings, and and et cetera, so et even in Lord of the Rings, Sauron was like kind of in hiding, doing like manipulating before he like stepped back into like being like okay now I'm I am Sauron. One of the one of the right. qualities of Sauron is that he um he was able to change his shape and take on different aspects. And shape shifter. Oh yeah. Well, why didn't you Ish. start with that? <laughs> because he doesn't he doesn't just he doesn't just change shape willy-nilly. Uh-huh. Like it it feels more like he can adopt a new aspect, but then yes. he's stuck with that for a while. You know, like okay, yeah. but it's not something he just been, does. So so Morgoth's defeated, but like there's but somehow like Sauron the elves or, or whoever and... know that Sauron got away and that's why they've been hunting mm -hmm. Sauron all this time. Yeah. yeah. And okay. What I feel innate about Sauron and why I don't quite go with Halbrand in this is that I cannot see a Sauron who is not who is a willing to take on the visage of a man okay. for any or feel the need to do that for any reason like he's just too what if the man school. is hot <laughs> not how the fair question <laughs> no <laughs> when, yeah i don't i, I don't I think Halbrand Halbrand is hotter than any of the male elves we've seen on the show what the hottest guy on the show but who who what what, what male Halbrand elves have been seeing? have been hot on the show Aaron Deer, Aaron Deer, Aaron Deer. Hello, Aaron Deer. But that's that's it. It's the only one. Yeah, all the other sure. ones were the only one. Weird looking. I mean, yeah, but that's yeah. not <laughs> our perception of hotness. No is to any person? No, on no this offense. Show. No, oh, no, no, no. I, like, listen, y'all are <laughs> beautiful people. Actors. Yeah. They they were character actors. You're though. just they not very... Albrand. No, yeah. I'm but just you're kidding. not like you're not. Come on, you're not like. It's not even a question of hotness. It's just I don't. Yeah, it's not a Sauron. question of of hotness. It's a question of stature and of sure. Yeah, I, I didn't have swagger. a problem with Sauron a assuming swagger. the role of of a, of, a man <laughs> because I can see the sense in it. He he assumed the role of a man carrying the royal crest. Someone's going to assume that he's going to he, he's someone who should be thrust into a position of leadership. Someone's going to put him there. I, I actually bought that. That worked for me. Um, yeah. I, I thought Good that was pretty. I, I didn't have an issue with that. And I really, really loved once it became when she realized, motherfucker, you're Sauron. I loved his <laughs> like, you know, the way he tried to convince her, seduce her, mm -hmm. bring her over to his side. I really, I, I thought really that good. worked really yeah. well. I yeah, loved I all of that. Yeah. The visuals yeah. of that, I loved like the way he felt. I do feel like this actor can carry off kind of that menace as well, although mm -hmm. we didn't quite see enough of it, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it. <laughs> Kelly Sue's ready for yeah, it. Kelly Sue's fanning herself. She's ready. Let's, yeah, um, once he we're... became Sauron, well, I was like, okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> saying, I was like, oh, he's suddenly a lot more interestinger than I thought he was. <laughs> we all know how I feel about a hot villain. <laughs> yes. I, I am personally okay with this not being my Sauron, but being Kelly Sue and Lisa's Sauron. <laughs> there we go. Right. I, there we go. I, I can pass um, that along. I think that's a good that's a good time we go to a, a break. Yes. Uh, we've been we've been going for a bit here. So we're gonna take a, a break. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying this conversation, you're in luck as we have a catalog of conversations ready and waiting for you to listen to. Plus, keep your ears, ears peeled for our deep dive into David Lynch and Mark Frost's Twin Peaks with a throwback podcast series, That Gum You Like, dropping later this fall. Uh, and then you should always keep your eyes open for more pop-ups. Um, so for all those updates and things, Popsicle, follow us 
at PopsiclePod on all social medias and join our mailing list at our website, PopsiclePod.com for all the latest news and announcements. That's P-O-P-S-K-L-P-O-D, PopsiclePod. How well, ears peeled you know, was yes. a struggle both times. Yeah, it really both was. For different I'm, reasons. I'm sucking ears on a cop. peered or eels peeled. <laughs> I'm sucking on a cop drop. I'll blame that. I'll blame okay, the cop Okay, good, drop. yeah. <clears throat> oh, goodness. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we are going to dive into some hot takes. Um, I, I don't think we've discussed it yet, but those opening credits and that score from Hans Zimmer, I think is pretty fantastic. Um, I've... I've always thought it was quite lovely the way they put it together. Um, and we really haven't talked about it yet this episode, but I, I did like where they left Ellen Dill and the queen and uh, Arian. And I didn't, I liked that. We didn't see Isidore, Isidore, Isidore's Isidore. fate yet. I liked that they left that uh, unanswered. Um, I, I like that anyway. Uh, did anybody else have any thoughts about where they left Ellen Dill, the queen, their final conversation? Um, I think Ellen Deal is the second hottest person on the show. Oh, that <laughs> was for you, fantastic. Claire. Fantastic. <laughs> um, Thank I, you. I still am. I'm. 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 I'm still arm's length with Numenor. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not really feeling the Numenor stuff. I do like, I mean, like the queen is like deepening and I am enjoying her kind of growth. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, as far as what was happening in Numenor, I was like more like yep. Numa Snore. <laughs> 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 I, and I think we're bringing in, I think we have a lot more Numenor in store. Yes, uh, we do. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I think Numenor will be more interesting without Galadriel there. I think that could yeah I very think well she be as well. Muddy yeah. the waters some. Um, if yeah. they actually let the characters they've established in Numenor actually do something instead of just telling us all of a sudden, ooh, they've done the thing that, you know, like they're doing yeah. the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would like to see. Oh, man. Everybody watch out. Claire has put Rings of Power on blast today. She has. <laughs> she, has. she has thrown down a gauntlet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm like, I agree Same. with everything you're saying. They better be careful what they do next. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say they have got me at least I, I, it, for a second season. I will at least give the first few episodes a watch just to see how it gets started. That's where I'm mm -hmm. at right now. Um, I uh, another hot take. I like that uh, Galadriel uh, uh, melted the sword that she had so uh, held on to. That was her sort of the center of her kind of forward thrust that, you know, symbolic. I like the symbolic sword yep. melting. I thought it was literally the only thing resembling the completion of a character arc. Yeah. On for her on yeah. the show. Yeah. It okay. was nice. It was nice. Um, and the uh, the final lines between Poppy, uh, not Poppy, Nori and her mother, uh, where she says, No, you'll be bold. It was just, it was very lovely and a very nice callback to their conversation in a previous episode where she said, Milkweeds get cut. You know, when they're, and I was just like, just perfect, perfect sort of cyclical encapsulation of that. Just really lovely and beautiful uh, dialogue writing. Um, mm -hmm. So those are my hot takes. That had uh, me up in my feelings. Yeah, it really did. I really cried. Yeah, I, I know I cry, but that that sequence I thought deserved some tears. Well, I'm going to say nice. I also cried at that moment. Well, there you go. And yeah. I did. I cried, and I thought Phil is being such a little <laughs> bitch right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> But no, seriously, yeah. I really that yeah. that whole uh, Nori's farewell yeah. really got me up in my feelings, especially when her with her interactions with her her mom mm -hmm. and with Poppy. Yeah. That was good stuff, no doubt. Other hot takes. Um, I have a hot take. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. My hot take is really fast. 
I think it's bullshit that they, that we saw neither Doran nor Aaron Deere nor Bronwyn in this episode. I do not like feeling, especially that Bronwyn and Aaron Deere might get relegated to, you know, off off because it feels like there's nothing left to do with them right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and I don't like that. I don't like wow. that. I feel if, like if, if the brother yeah. elf is gone, I'm gonna be really upset. No, they likewise. killed the brother hobbit. They phased out the brother elf. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Queen Mary Elf better takes it, better kick some big ass in the next season. <laughs> Otherwise, you know. <laughs> oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, same hot take. One hot take is very similar. I felt like the downside. I mean, there are several, but one of the major downsides of having so many stories in this first season is that not really any of them paid off by the season finale. Um, and there wasn't any sort of like, there wasn't a catharsis for some of those stories that I would have wanted. And I guess that's good going, knowing that we have a second season coming. I just, similarly to Justin, I hope that those characters get their, get their moments. And if the stories do wrap up, that they're wrapped up in a way that feels, um, I just feel owed. So you owe me. Writers of this show. Yeah. Um, the other hot take is I kind of laughed out loud. (laughs) Galadriel and Halbrand slash Sauron are on the raft in the ocean, and we look down, and it's like Sauron's shadow. (laughs) I kind of laughed a little bit. I was like, (laughs) okay, that's corny as hell, but okay. I I was, I, I was, uh, I, I literally was like. Okay, that's exactly that's what I, was, I was like. I, I'll allow. It. Was that was my that was my reaction. I'll allow it. <laughs> but I yeah. But I did. I that's what felt really good. I had an offline conversation with Phil about this. With like the opening sequence with the witches being like good Sauron, and me being like okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> all of teaser, us were like, I don't yeah. Think so. right. yeah, yeah. But then also like the shadowy Sauron figure. I was like, now it it felt, and maybe this is why I like this episode so much, is that it felt like they were finally letting the air out of it, and kind of laughing at themselves, and kind of letting themselves have a little bit more fun, mm-hmm. um, instead of it being so serious and so whatever. Um, I loved Celebrimbor in this episode, not just because of the Stellan Skarsgård thing. <laughs> I thought he was being very good at knowing about smithing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had one more. Or maybe I don't. <laughs> nope, it's gone. Right. <laughs> Must not have been that hot. Um, corny moments. I laughed a little bit when the witches were getting owned by Gandalf. (laughs) And they're like, oh, you are not our Lord. You are the Istar. You are. And he's like, I am good. I was like, that's kind of corny. That was a little corny. But it was like the whole sequence was cool, so I was like, oh, whatever. And it (laughs) it would have worked better also if afterwards he still struggled to talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but then after, all of a sudden he's like, you know, little Lord Fauntleroy, you know, like, you know, I was like, okay, shit, you know, that, 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 that was one of the really annoying things to me. It opened, it opened, that, that staff opened up his vocabulary chakra. It did. did. (laughs) I am still not 100. I, I I think they're probably going to make, I think he's probably going to end up being Gandalf. Mm. I still think there's room for him not to be. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. I still I think, think there's room for him not to I be. I think it could be very interesting if he's not, though. I'm it fine would be if it interesting yeah. if the whole follow your nose thing was something that a good Saruman, because mm-hmm. Saruman does not start off as a villain by exactly. any means. Exactly. You know? yeah. And that's something that he eventually teaches Gandalf the Grey. You know, I think it's going to be Gandalf because inevitably at some point we're going to end up with needing to do something very significant with a Balrog. And I think it's going to be how we, you know, learn how Gandalf has knowledge and fears Balrogs. Mm. So, yeah, I just think he's going to end up going to Ruin for Ragnarok. 
I think he's going to end up going to Rune, and everyone in Rune, all those women from Rune, were wearing white. And Sur, you know, Saruman is Saruman the White. And I oh, think that, yeah, that's mm, interesting mm, too. You know, yeah, I, 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 yeah. did wear but some. Very this is also this is me coming from a place of hope. <laughs> I don't when want you're it to feeling be hopeful, I don't want it to be Gandalf because we've done Gandalf to death. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I'd like to see other characters get their shine. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that episode was a new hope. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, I have, uh, a, I have, a, I yes, have one please. last. I have a hot, hot take. Um, mm-hmm. my my final hot take for what I hope Galadriel has yep. learned in this um season is that she needs to do the background check much earlier in the employing of a sidekick process or luring a a (laughs) dude to come back to his uh, theoretical homeland to rescue his people um gig background checks do like a quick google search on that formal (laughs) background checks (laughs) thank you thank you for that claire yeah. And I will, I, I, I'm with Justin. I mean, like, yes, I knew Sadik was likely on the chop, chopping block, but I didn't like to see him go. I no. liked him as character. So. He was pretty great. He was pretty great. And uh, Justin brought up one of my complaints about the series that Bar, Bar- Barwin, is that her name? Uh, Barwin? Uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn. Thank you. Started out as such a promising character. So promising. And she ultimately kind of went nowhere this season. And I think that's that's probably one of my big complaints about the season right there. But um, with that in mind, uh, we're going to go to our our one word ish thoughts on the episode. Um, Lisa K. Weber, that episode was. I'll just I'll say like that episode and that season. Yeah. Um was maybe not for me all right yeah fair fair uh that episode was justin clarifying excellent claire Hmm. that episode was i don't want anything to do with that justin i'm just kidding um (laughs) that episode was not my sauron Kelly Sue did leave us with the, that episode was she she lost her internet she says that is, episode was Lisa do you want to say it? can you see it there that episode was pretty dang awesome <laughs> indeed uh, I will say that episode was heartfelt I really felt that in my heart um, uh, but before we go and leave you uh, uh, our audience for this series of that episode was is 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 we're going to have Claire recommend something that you may continue on with if you liked this episode or this series. Claire. <laughs> um, the only way I could leave this season, this experience with uh, Rings of Power um, is to go back to the appendices mm-hmm. of the Lord of the Rings. So I guess technically I am, I am once again recommending, you don't have to read them like they're a book, just dip into them and, you know, poke around in the appendices and read some stuff. So I'm going to read to you my three, three of my favorite paragraphs from the appendices. Um, oh, wow. And this, I, I think, pays dutiful homage to how much we love the Elrond and uh, Balin storyline, or Durin, not Balin. I got the wrong dwarf there, goodness. Um, how much we love that kind of elf dwarf uh, friendship and vibe. Um, Gimli, Glowin's son, is renowned, for he was one of the nine walkers that set out with the ring, and he remained in the company of King Elisar, Aragorn, throughout the war. He was named Elf Friend because of the great love that grew between him and Legolas, son of King Thranduil, that's Lee Pace in The Hobbit, um, and became, and because of his reverence for the Lady Galadriel. After the fall of Sauron, Gimli brought south a part of the dwarf folk of Erebor, and he became lord of the Glittering Caves. That's a little place where all the women and kids had to go during the Helm's Deep battle. He and his people did great works in Gondor and Rohan. For Minas Tirith, they forged gates of mithril and steel to replace those broken by the Witch King. 
Legolas and his friends also brought south elves out of Greenwood and they dwelt in Ithilien and it became once again the fairest country in all the Westlands. But when King Elisar gave up his life, Legolas followed at last the desire of his heart and sailed over the sea. We have heard tell that Legolas took Gimli, Glowin's son, with him because of their great friendship, greater than any that has been between elf and dwarf. If this is true, then it is strange indeed that a dwarf should be willing to leave Middle-earth for any love, or that the Eldar should receive him, or that the lords of the West should permit it. But it is said that Gimli went also out of desire to see again the beauty of Galadriel, and it may be that she, being mighty among the Eldar, obtained this grace for him. More cannot be said of this matter. Lovely. Isn't that lovely? It was lovely. Erebor, uh, that Gimli ends up becoming ruler of, that's mm-hmm. the Lonely Mountain. That's the mountain from The Hobbit mm-hmm. that's where Smog okay. was. Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah, read the appendices, guys. Everybody. They're lovely. There's just, yeah. there's heartbreak, especially the chronology that there's like a timeline that just gives mm-hmm. you like the quick facts of what happens during the Lord of the Rings, but then also progresses. When you talk about there being many endings, it progresses for pages after the ending of you know like the the book storyline and it gives you what everybody did plus their descendants and how like samwise's daughter became the lady in waiting for to arwen and and just like all of these things but there's just moments in that that will absolutely crush you and bring you to tears in delightful amazing ways sam has a whole passel of kids oh my god sam has so many kids he and rosie get busy <laughs> amazing well with that knowledge in your heads uh we're gonna we're gonna hop away here um for our journeys throughout the day and hopefully you will have uh adventures yourselves uh, as we wait for a second season here um thank you for listening be well This has been a Popsicle Podcast production.